Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. All right, so we've been talking about this visitation, this, this God visitation, and how God wants to visit each one of us, and how we saw in Genesis chapter 12 how Abram had a visitation of the Lord, and it was sudden, it was without warning, and it was personal. And that the Lord wants to do the same thing for you and for me. And sometimes we, especially if, if, if we happen to be in, in a regular routine of coming to church, and you just, I don't know why you're coming to church, only you know why you're coming to church, and sometimes we don't even think about why we're coming to church, we're just on autopilot, and we know that this is what we do on Sunday morning, we just show up to church, and we pray that Pastor Frank or Pastor Chris gets done in time, so we can make it home in time to see the first quarter. Come on now. Amen. But all is well, I still got a little time this morning to get you home in time for the game. But amen, I prophesy to you they're going to be in the playoffs, okay? For those of you that are clueless, that's not a prophecy whatsoever. It's a, they're already guaranteed even in the playoffs, okay? All right. Lord help us all. Who that? Okay, all right, I'm just kidding. All right. Who that say they're going to have a Holy Ghost encounter? Who that? Okay, there we go. Now, 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 see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, now. Praise Lord. We're talking about the blood. Are we talking about everything else? Oh, amen. Bless God. Praise Him. Who that? Oh! Shabori Mendi. I got the Holy Ghost all of a sudden. Who that doesn't spare His only Son? You know what I'm saying? Amen. So, Jesus. Jesus. Now, now let's go back to this personal thing. God took this deliverance thing personal, so personal that that's why we celebrate Christmas time, right? Jesus personally, God personally came. He didn't send a messenger. I want you to think about that. That he sent a messenger like angels to come and announce his coming, but he didn't like shirk the responsibility, come on down, and send a forerunner. He did send a forerunner like John the Baptist to announce his coming and to prepare the way, his way. But the reality is, is that God himself came in the form of a man that we celebrate as the person of Jesus Christ and we celebrate his birth at Christmas time. So he is personally committed. He has quote literally skin in the game. Come on now, think about this. He is vested in your deliverance. He is vested in your salvation. He has made provision for everything that you and I need. Health, healing, salvation, uh, forgiveness of sin, atonement, uh, complete transformation of nature. Come on now. Baptism of the Holy Ghost for the purposes of being empowered to win the lost. He's made provision for it all personally. He came, and then He personally sends the Holy Ghost, come on now, to each individual one of you and I. There was a flame of fire upon everyone that was in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. An individual tongue of fire. There was a personal visitation for the ones that were there waiting for the coming of the promise of the Father. Woo! He has your number. Even if you got a new phone number, he's got the new one before you even got the new number. Even if you've moved, he knows where you've moved. He knows where you're going tomorrow. And he's concerned. No, I'm just kidding. 
So God is personally vested and interested, and not just interested, but orchestrating things in your life. There is not one thing that goes unnoticed. Now, this is personal for us, and I was, I was telling this to the ministers the other morning. This personally word jumped off the page at me when I was reading it the other day, because this was the same thing that God had told me before the, pans- uh, before the Passion Translation was ever written. Okay, This is back in 1998, and for those of you that know me for that long, you know our, our story. My wife and I, we've been here for a long time. And um, so in 1998, our firstborn son, you know, came into this world, but he was born with some real troubles, some real physical troubles, okay? And he was born with paralyzed vocal cords, and he wasn't able to breathe, so they had to put a, they had to intubate him, and then they had to put a trach in. So, but the night he was born, it was a Wednesday night, everybody was at church, I know the visitation from somebody. And, um, and then I'm walking out because my wife had been in labor all night long or whatever. And so my mother-in-law was staying with her and she said, you go home and go to sleep. I said, amen. So, so I'm walking. I'll never forget. I mean, it's clear as day. Now I didn't hear an audible voice of God at all, but I'm telling you, it was, it was that clear of, of, of uh, God speaking to me that it just as soon, it could have been audibly. Okay. Now I'm walking through the first floor of East Jefferson Hospital as clear as day, thinking I'm going to go home and really obviously concerned about what's going on with my son who's in the NICU at the time. Cause we didn't know, we, like, we're green beans. We don't know anything. Nobody ever tells the person that's pregnant and the, and the husband and say, oh yeah, you know, there's like a gazillion things that can go wrong, but don't worry, everything's gonna be fine. You don't read that in the book. You know what I'm saying? You're just excited to go to Lamaze classes, everybody's excited, they're giving you gifts and all, praise God. They don't know, nobody doesn't tell you all kind of things can go wrong. You know what I'm saying? So we weren't quite ready, but the Lord was ready. So I'll never forget, I'm walking through East Jefferson Hospital and he tells me, like stops me in my tracks basically. He says, I will, personally visit your son tonight and put my hands on him. Now, I'll be honest, I'll be very clear. I didn't personally see Jesus do it. I personally have no proof that he did it. I have no evidence of it. I have a conviction that he went and did exactly what he told me he was going to do. And he said, personally, go and do it. Now, you might say, Pastor Chris, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. I know that's where he's seated, but I know that there are also reports of various appearances of Jesus all throughout the Middle East and different locations around the world because God has a plan for salvation and coming to actually accomplish whatever it is that he's trying to accomplish. So Jesus can go and do whatever he wants to do whenever he wants to do it. And I know what I heard from the Lord. Now, I do also know this for those of you like, well, did he really do it? All I know is this. I saw what my son looked like. The night when I left, and then I heard that, and then I know what he looked like the next morning. And he looked completely different. Now, don't get me wrong, we had to walk out having a trach in his neck for three years. Not pleasant, but nonetheless, we walked that out. Now, they to this day could not find, and they, you know, doctors want to find out what was wrong. They wanted, they did all the testing, let's find out chromosomes, genetics, let's figure out, let's name this thing, all these kinds of things. He had a bunch of the, 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 the telltale signs of spina bifida without actually having it. He, they ended up just writing down congenital abnormalities. Multiple congenital abnormalities. Meaning, uh, they really didn't know what else to put. So they just said he was born with a few things that were wrong with him. That's basically the fancy, that's exactly what that meant. Because they couldn't actually find out what was really wrong. 
My personal suspicion is, is that Jesus came, visited him, and healed him of that, and we were just left with some, you know, lame-o things to deal with for a little season of time. Now, like I said, I don't have medical proof for that. I'm just telling you my personal conviction. I'm not going to make a doctrine out of this, but I'm just telling you I believe the Lord visited. Because I know that the Lord said, hey, I am personally going to come and visit your son and lay hands on him. Woo! Hallelujah! Now, what I'm telling you is, is that Jesus is personally looking to come and visit you, your family, your circumstance, your situation. He's acquainted with your sorrows. He knows exactly what's going on in your life. You're not forgotten. He's acquainted with every detail of what's going on. Look at, listen to 1 Peter chapter 5, 10 through 11. And then, after your brief suffering, the God of all love and grace, who has called you to share, look at this, in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully Restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. Woo! Now that's awesome. He's going to personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger. Everybody say, I'll take that. He is going to personally and powerfully come and move in your life. Sometimes when you're in the middle of a trial for years or long periods of time, you can grow weary in it. And you can just kind of be like, you know, I just beat up. And you're just kind of making it. Well, I'm believing right now by the Spirit of God that He's coming to you personally. And breathing life into you. Just like the prophet laid on the dead body of that kid. Mouth to mouth. Eyes to eyes. Breathed on him. The life of God was brought right into that kid. The Lord is coming and laying himself on you today. And breathing into you. You, I said. You. 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 Every you in this place. Therein lies. The issue, can you believe it? You're not forgotten. He knows exactly what's going on. You might say, Pastor Chris, you've said that like 50 million times. Listen, they say repetition is the mother of learning. The reason I'm also saying it, not because of that little quote, but the reality is, is that sometimes you don't believe it. Because you just feel beat up and tired or exhausted. Now, Psalm 65 in the Passion Translation says this, O God in Zion, to you even silence is praise. You are the God who answers prayer. All of humanity comes before you with their requests. Though we are overcome by our many sins, your sacrifice covers them all. And your priestly lovers, those you've chosen, will be greatly favored to be brought close to you. Do I have any priestly lovers in here this morning? Come on now. That are going to be brought close to your friend Jesus and to your Lord and your lover Jesus. What inexpressible joy are theirs. What feasts of mercies fill them in, their, in your heavenly sanctuary. How satisfied we will be just to be near you. Can you say that you would be satisfied just to be near him? 
man, I was thinking, I was, I was sharing this with the ministers the other morning. You know, sometimes we all just get busy. And I was, and it was, it was quiet one morning. I gotten up just like I normally do in the morning. I was drinking my cup of coffee, reading my Bible. And I, and, and there was like a long list of things that were coming up. I was kind of distracted. And I was just like, you know what, Lord? You know, how many of you know you need to pray, right? I was like, I need to pray. I got a lot of things on my mind, a lot of things, whatever. So I was like, you know what, Lord? I'm just grateful for you. You know, and I was just reflecting on the fact that, Lord, what, what else is there besides you, Lord? You know, I mean, the rest of the stuff can come and go. Money comes and goes. Relationships ebb and flow. All these kind of things. But what else is there but you, Lord? Nothing else. Everything else changes. Jesus never changes. His glory, his grace, his love only actually increases in intensity forever. So I really just had to pause and just say, you know what? Regardless of what presents I still have yet to buy, regardless of what, oh gosh, we've got to get the house clean for the party, all that stuff that runs through everybody's head, right? I've got to get this, I've got to do that, I've got to do all that kind of stuff. Lord, I just can't wait to see you. Now, I told him, I said, Lord, I want to die tomorrow, so Lord, let's not do it that way right now. Because, I, I mean, you know, you pray, you know, he'll take you out in a heartbeat, you know what I'm saying? But, like, Lord, I, I was just, just saying, Lord, I mean, when's the last time you said, Lord, I just want to see you? I mean, because I've never seen him. I mean, other people might have seen him, but I've never seen him. I've seen him through the eyes of faith. But, like, Jesus, I, I really, Lord, I just want, I just want to know you. Like, I just want to, like... Know what you look like, like your hair, your eyes. Not like what maybe Hollywood or somebody produces or maybe what the Shroud of Turin might, you know, if that really is the cloth, you know, if that might indicate what it looks like or some 3D rendering. Lord, but I just want to see you in my eyes. Lord, help me. Give me that desire to, to just to, to, to block out everything. I just want to see you, Lord. I, I want to hear you and I want to see you. And, and I was like, wow, Jesus. That's, a, I mean, that's like. That's personal. Because all the rest of the stuff, how I many you know, we, we, we get, especially if you've been in the church for a while, you think, oh, man, I've got to pray, I've got to read my Bible. And that's all true. But really, what's the whole goal of that activity? Is to be with him. To see him. To experience him. To have him come close. That's what God is after this morning. And that's the question that really we have to ask ourselves. Why are you here? Why am I here? Why are you here today? Not just because, right, that's what you do on a Sunday, but why? And I'm not even talking about what is my purpose in life. Like some giant philosophical, theological question, what is my purpose on the earth today? It's why am I here right now today? It's to meet with him. It's to see Him. And then when you see Him and you meet with Him, it provokes a response in you. Oh, 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 oh Jesus. Whoo, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. As a matter of fact, listen to what it says. Whoa. Psalm 65, verse 9. I'm just going to jump down to that verse. And then we're going to get ready to close. Your visitations of glory bless the earth. The rivers of God overflow 
and enrich it. Now listen to what the note says. The Septuagint actually says. You've made the earth drunk with your visitations. So, now I'm not after the experience of getting drunk. That happens when you get visited. Something happens when you get visited. Do you want him to come? He's knocking on your door. Whether you want him to knock or not, he's knocking. This whole service is God knocking at the door of your heart. Now, I'm not, you see, some of you are like, oh, just tune him out because I'm already born again. I'm not talking about just because you're born again. I, I mean, I'm born again, I believe. I believe in my heart, confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Therefore, I would be saved scripturally, doctrinally. I know that. Experientially, I also experience it. But that little simple thought that I was having in my private time of Jesus, I just long to see you. Like I'm looking forward to the day when I see you. So, Lord, could like I get like a glimpse, Lord, like just like now. I'm closing my eyes on purpose because because I want to see him. And that's what I want you to close your eyes right now. I want you to visualize him. I want you, I want you, that to be your heart right now. I mean, that's what we're after is, is, is there a hunger inside of you right now? Right now, today, at 1140, on 1229, 2019, if you'd say, I want to see him. And if your wanter is broken, meaning you would say, I really, I really don't want to see him then at least you're honest. But you've got to pray the prayer that says, Lord, fix my wanter. So, Lord, if anybody's wanter, Lord, is broken in this room right now, I pray that you would grant repentance, change. I pray, Lord, that you would fix every wanter in this place. Lord, if our hearts are cold... I pray that you would come and put your fire upon us that's beyond description. For you are an all-consuming fire. Lord, if, if our hearts are lukewarm, God, I pray that you would come and cause repentance and turn our hearts towards you once again. Lord, forgive us for being offended. Offended with ourselves. Maybe offended with God. Offended with others. Offended with pastors, offended with spouses, whatever the excuse, whatever the blockage, whatever the hindrance, God, I pray, I pray that you would open our eyes that we might see what it is and that we would call upon your name to remove the blockage and you personally are removing it by your spirit this morning. I thank you for life transformation in this room right now. I thank you for a mighty visitation in this place. Lord, you're making all things new right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.